Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's officially September. Happy September. We Wake are one months. month closer to not being in the smoldering heat. I hope so. It usually doesn't get really cool down here until the end of October anyway, so it's still 90s. I, I want closer. I want all of the fall things. That's hard to do in Florida. Mm-hmm. But I did see this recipe, this like Starbucks hack recipe that's like a shaken iced espresso with the pumpkin uh, sauce. Is that like a Cinderella drink or something like that that I saw? I think so. Mm. And it looks pretty good. So I won't be getting any hot pumpkin spice lattes, but I might try that to get in the Florida girl fall. (laughs) To be completely honest, my confession for the day, I don't like pumpkin spice lattes. Mm. I don't. I prefer, so they're okay. Like I probably get like one for fall just so it's like it's fall. We start, we're starting it off and then we go. My favorite thing is when they bring back the caramel brulee lattes mm-hmm. in the winter. Those Joe are, likes those. Those are so good. I am a peppermint mocha kind of girl mm, yeah. all the way. Love peppermint. Those are so good too. Winter is my, my drink holiday or my drink season. Yes, for sure. With the hot chocolate, all of it. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And you know what? You know what? I know that a lot of people are trying to save money and make their own sort of special drinks at home. And you know what they could use? A haunted or hoax tumbler. And you know how they could get that? By entering our giveaway on Instagram that's still going on until September 13th. All you have to do is like the post and comment with a friend your favorite haunted place. It doesn't have to be one that we covered either. Just saying, you know. You are the best plug girl. <laughs> I need to just be in radio advertising. You should, I'll read, yeah. I'll read your ads all day. Yes. You need an ad person for your podcast and you don't want to read them yourself? I'll do it. Yes. Uh, but seriously, go enter the contest because yes. the cups are awesome. They are awesome. We got the glow-in-the-dark ghost keychain. Is so cute and adorable. And we have the Sage Moment map wax melts which are very like very limited edition when i tell you that these are like so exclusive i'm not even going to have them for myself it's going to be all you (laughs) she's a little bitter about it i mean i hate to give give them away but if it's going to be to someone special it's got to be our listeners so you gotta you gotta enter do it can't you can't win unless you enter but but anyway this is haunted or hoax yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the podcast that has a giveaway and all the legends and history about your favorite haunted places. <laughs> yes. I'm Jennifer. And I am Kristen. And I think this month we have a little bit of a theme going on, but mm-hmm. we're not going to es- explicitly tell you the theme. If you kind of get it throughout the month, let us know on social media and then... You won't win the giveaway, but you'll like get a shout out or something. Participation award. Yes. Praise. <laughs> you'll get praise. Who doesn't like praise? Um, uh, but this week we are going to New Jersey mm-hmm. to and the we Pine are... Barrens. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. No, you you announce it. I've done oh. announce, enough announcing. 
You done announcing. (laughs) (laughs) You already hinted the New Jersey spirit. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We are in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey this week because we've only done one other haunted forest. So we thought, why not? Yeah. And there's plenty out there. And this one is super popular and has a lot going on. So, you know, I feel like it's a no brainer to do to do this place mm-hmm. um i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump right into it yeah go for it all right like i said there's a lot going on in the new jersey pine barrens so the lore runs thick is what i read <laughs> and the area is said to be one of the most haunted places in america oh put that on the map put it on the map on our little road trip i didn't read anything about it having a portal or a vortex but we'll see I know everyone wants us to talk about the Jersey Devil, and I will touch on it, (laughs) but I'm going to get to the legends of the ghosts first. I think that's just more appropriate. We'll save the most notorious for last sort of thing. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the ghost of a small boy that is said to haunt the Atco area of the Pine Barrens. It is, I guess, an abandoned town, or it was a ghost town. I don't know if it's been revitalized or not, but the Atco area was the site of a supposed hit and run on, some say, Christmas night. This boy got a basketball for Christmas, and he ran out in the night to to test it out on his street, and a drunk driver came by and hit him, and then... Legend has it, he made a U-turn, came right by the boy again, saw what he had done, and the drunk driver took off. Mm. He is said to roam the Burnt Mill Road area, still searching for his killer. And if you drive down the road at night and turn off your lights, you will see the silhouette of a boy running after his ball. No name, Mm. no specific year for this little boy that I could find. All that I got was Christmas night, drunk driver who hit and run this the small child. Gotcha. However, there are a lot of personal anecdotes about going and kind of going on this Burnt Mill Road and seeing this boy or having an experience. A lot of the experiences that I'm going to be talking about throughout all of these legends are going to be found at weirdnj.com. They have a lot of the just quotes from specific people talking about their experiences. Anthony Dooley said, you drive down the street and head straight towards the end of the road. When you reach the end, you do a U-turn and pull your car up to the part of the street where there is a crack through the asphalt from one side of the street to the other. Stop here, beep your horn three times and flash your lights three times, then sit in darkness for a bit. You will see the figure of a boy begin to cross the street, dribbling a basketball, almost in slow motion. Why do I feel like this is like one of those Mary Bloody Mary tropes? It is very like (laughs) reminiscent of like Candyman sort of like, Mm -hmm. you know, things that you do when you're sneaking out of your friend's house for a sleepover and you want to do something that's going to scare everybody sort of thing. Um, friend hiding in the bushes with a basketball. Right. (laughs) You get your little brother, you pay him $5 to just you know, cover himself and catch up and then chunk the basketball (laughs) at the car. Yes. (laughs) The girl you like is like, David, that's not funny. (laughs) 
we've made an opening for a slasher movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don't steal our idea. TM, TM. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Manning L. Kroll also said the most common way to see the ghost is to drive again through the middle of the road, kill the engine, kill the lights, and get out of the car. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You no. then walk away from the spot where the ghost appears, and then after 20 feet, you turn around. You will then see the little boy walking towards you. And it turns out the little boy is a serial killer <laughs> who has heard this legend and goes and, and so waits for people for to do this. Do not get out of your car. Listen, I I feel like, you know, the honking of the three times and staying in the safety of your locked car is enough to get freaked out. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get out Mm -mm. and, like, do, like, a 20-feet duel sort of thing and turn around and face (laughs) this ghost (laughs) child. He has a basketball. here. (laughs) You know, he he might go through you, but maybe his basketball won't hit you right upside the head. Mm -hmm. From experience, I know that hurts. So, So as I was reading, there are a little, like, a lot of different iterations of like how you call this little boy spirit which like bloody mary is not uncommon i feel like every urban legend every ghost legend is going to have like been told differently depending on where you go to school or like what camp you heard it from or Mm -hmm. that sort of thing but zachary w said growing up in atco i spent many nights drinking beer with friends at the end of the street where this supposedly happened waiting for ghosts we never seemed to find him whenever we gathered the only time i ever had a different experience was when i actually followed the instructions on how to see the ghost the night was rather misty and it was raining a little bit my friend and i drove to the end of the road where the factory is located and turned around we drove up the second street light and stopped the car i turned off the ignition and we sat in silence for a while nothing was happening so we decided to just leave The moment I touched the keys, a sudden wind swirled the mist on the road and a shadowy shape appeared on the side of the road. It really wasn't a shape, but a break in the low-lying fog that resembled the outline of a small child. We decided to get out of there. Good idea. As I was racing down the street, I could see the fog swirling faster and faster when we came to the stop sign, which I ignored, not safe, Zachary, I turned left onto the main street and the fog disappeared. So it seems that maybe this ghost doesn't like huge crowds mm-hmm. when, and you have to do the steps to make it appear. We're not saying that Zachary didn't see something. However, he does mention that it was very misty and rainy. So weather is a factor when you're kind of seeing those sorts of spiritual paranormal things. Right. Still very interesting, though. Mm-hmm. There are a few more stories about the the little boy ghost of Atko. Um, similar experiences of doing the ritual and then seeing this little boy appear. So... I didn't get any sort of pictures or visual evidence. Um, nobody has captured it on film as they were going. Nobody has tried to do an EVP that I have found at the street in the middle of the night. So there's no traditional paranormal 
evidence that I can attribute to this little boy. However, there are a lot of people who say they have seen the apparition. So the next ghost is the spirit of James Still. According to the legend, in the 19th century, James was not permitted to practice medicine because of his race. He was African-American and undiscouraged. James went into the seclusion of the Pine Barrens to study medicine from his textbooks. In some of the variations of the, the legend, he also learns herbal remedies from indigenous people who lived in the Pine Barrens. And there are different versions of his death. Some say he was unjustly lynched when locals found out that he was studying medicine. And there are other stories that he was actually the hero of the Piney community and he became like an actual healer for them and he died of a heart attack later in life. Mm. Nevertheless, his ghost is said to aid injured or shrapped stranded travelers in the pine barrens you can see his apparition coming to try to help you as if you're sick or you're hurt um that sort of thing and he didn't have any experiences that i could find weird new jersey didn't have any sort of quotes for him and i didn't see anything on youtube or anything about evps or spottings but he Mm -hmm. is a ghost that supposedly haunts the pine barrens but he doesn't sound again james still he doesn't sound like ominous no he doesn't he sounds like he's helpful Mm -hmm. which would make sense for somebody who's studying medicine and wanting to heal people so Mm -hmm. i don't think i would be of course if i saw any sort of ghost i would freak out a little bit but i don't think i would be particularly scared of james still but that's not all there is but wait there's more there's so much more There is apparently the black dog, which is a ghostly creature that is said to roam the beaches and forests of the Barngat, I'm so sorry, New Jersey, Barngat Bay area of the Pine Barrens. In most of the, like, general folklore about black dogs, black dog ghosts are supposedly malevolent and considered forces of evil unless you're serious black yes that's the only exception that we'll make and this black dog at the pine barrens because apparently he is considered a harmless spirit according to legend pirates attacked a ship and killed its crew among those killed were a small cabin boy and his black dog and for some reason the cabin boy i guess moved on but his dog stayed behind and roams the beach i'm guessing looking for his owner which is so sad that makes me sad it's so sad but he's a good boy and he's being loyal and he's considered harmless not an evil demonic sort of spirit i don't think that you should be afraid if he approaches you that's really all i got on him i didn't get even like what pirates were responsible the ship that supposedly they they you know attacked or killed the crew of anything like that it really just was there's a black dog Mm. so 
And it's the same thing with another animal spirit. There's another myth in the Pine Barrens that tells of a white stag that warns travelers, which is, I guess, James Potter. I think that she who must not be named just stole some of the <laughs> lore from the Pine Barrens for her books. So, I mean, because it warns travelers of impending doom. Mm. And as the legends go goes a group of quakers who on a stormy night in 1809 nearly plunged in the batso river but were saved by the white stag and they came back to i guess their village and were like it's a it's a warner of doom it's a savior this white stag so this white stag and this black dog are together i don't know if they're friends with the new jersey devil (laughs) And we'll get to why a little bit later, but cool. James Maybe Potter. The New Jersey Devil is a different part of the book. <laughs> oh, true. But James Potter and Sirius Black are in the Pine Barrens and they're there to look out for you. So you should feel a little bit more secure. <laughs> I would just like to know how the White Stag saved all those people. Like, I don't did know. Did climb on his back or was he just like, I'm going to stand here so you don't go this way? Oh, yeah. He had like a little golden rope that came out and like they could grab on i don't know my teeth <laughs> yes tie it around my antlers pull it i don't know maybe it says nearly plunged so maybe it stepped stepped in front of them it was like glowing like hey look like a you little shall not pass right a little stag lighthouse that just popped up and saved them all <laughs> That's going to be a nightlight made by us. Again, TM, don't take take that idea. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where you would think I would transition into like, oh, creepy creatures or spiritual creatures in the Pan Barrens. Let's talk about the Jersey Devil. You're wrong. (laughs) Because I have two more people to talk about before we get to him. She's not giving it to you. You gotta wait. You have to wait. You have to wait. Because before we talk about the Jersey Devil, I have to talk about the golden haired girl. Not me. Not you. Although this could be a good Halloween costume. Oh? Just think about it. She is said to be a ghost girl. I'll just clue up like a white stag. (laughs) I'm going to come as the black dog. (laughs) I already have a black dog. Oh. Oh, yeah. Perfect. is black. That's true. And then um, Snaps could be the Jersey Devil. She is. <laughs> Perfect. See, I've gotten I've gotten it all. And I have getting that covered for me. I have one for Joe too. Just just sit tight. I can't wait. Um but the golden hair girl is a ghost who has said to be staring out into the sea, dressed in white, mourning the loss of her lover. Mm. It is said that the Jersey Devil is sometimes seen sitting alongside her accompanying her on her vigil and they are friends oh he's mourning the loss of his lover as well he's just there for her he's just being a good you know bat thing ff you know he was like bat friends forever (laughs) yes (laughs) um and I think it also like another legend says that the jersey devil had a human son 
who fell in love with this golden hair girl. Oh, the drama. Right. And however, her family did not agree with this and they took her away and she killed herself upon reaching this, this other destination. And heartbroken, he also like somehow, I don't know, like followed in his father's footsteps and became like a evil Jersey devil junior. And now her ghost follows him so it's not like the actual jersey devil it's like his son that's like jersey devil jr and they're like together in the afterlife isn't that a cute little story oh, <laughs> of love <romantic. laughs> where is the the what pads fan fiction of that that's a I perfect just, halloween romance that was a lot that was a lot and it doesn't make really any sense. Mm-mm. Like how, so it's like, how did he become, how did he have a strangely, uh, well. We haven't talked about him yet, so you can't. Yeah, I, I shouldn't speculate at the moment. And, but the Jersey Devil just doesn't have this golden hair girl as his best friend and or lover. Uh, he also has Captain Kid's spirit. And that's Joe for your costume. He is perfect for that perfect because he is apparently also a ghost that haunts the pine barrens even though apparently the pirate was executed in london by hanging his headless spirit has been seen at the barrens because legend has it he left his he buried his booty on the on the beach yes he left a sizable amount of treasure on the beach I read, yes, this man was hanged twice by his neck because it wouldn't snap the first time, but he was buried with his neck still attached to his body. Isn't that how you're usually buried with your neck attached to your body? Yeah, but the thing is, is that legends report that he is headless when he appears in spirit form. (laughs) According to the 17th and 18th centuries, locals told stories of how the ghost of Captain Kidd would walk along the beach with the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil likes long walks on the beach. This is, a pretty, this is a pretty romantic creature. He's a devil. <laughs> He's the devil in disguise. That's where the, the comes from. Um, like I said in the reports, he's often headless. Um... And then I read this weird, okay, so we have this book idea, which again, I will write, nobody else has to write about this golden haired girl and the Jersey Devil love story. But there's apparently a book in 2016 titled Captain Kid and the Jersey Devil. And I read in the synopsis was based on historic facts. <laughs> I don't is know. Is like a, a magic treehouse book? It's like a historical fiction, but it's yeah. based off of historic facts. I don't know how. because uh, so it in... is a magic treehouse book. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because in this book, apparently the, the, the 14-year-old protagonist, Captain Kidd, returns to the Pine Barrens for a very dangerous journey to avenge the death of his father. He meets the dangerous and protective local Pineys who live along the Batso River. His best friend, Black Dog, the ghost dog, I put in question marks, a poodle. A poodle? 
vicious poodle. Is they, can Kate... be, they can be pretty brutal, those poodles. I, I'm I'm guessing like this black dog of the story is alive because apparently Captain Kit is alive in this this story. Is kidnapped by the same beast that took and killed his father. Hmm. And then can Captain Kid defeat the Jersey Devil and save his dog? I don't know. I didn't read this historically factual book. <laughs> so I did read an article about that book being written. Did and you? And the author, yeah, the author wrote it if it's the same book that I'm thinking of. The author wrote it because she was disappointed that there were no books regarding the lore for the Pine Barrens. And so she wanted the local kids to be able to read a book about the folklore mm. that was passed around like locally. So she gotcha. wrote a book about it and she included a bunch of different things in the, the legends. I did not think that that article was important, so I didn't clip it, but I can find it for you. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, it shows up and it, it, the thing that really got me was like the synopsis I read online was based on historic facts. I'm guessing the historic facts have to do with more Captain Kid than the Jersey Devil and this poodle, but I don't know. You know, you know the TV series The Greats or The Great? Yes. The Great, where it starts and says loosely based on historic facts. Yes. Yeah, so we're we're kind of going with that. Technically, all those people existed. Whether they said huzzah, every other word is debatable, but they did exist. So that's true. Okay. All right. We'll go with that then. <laughs> um, but that's Captain Kid, the headless BFF, other BFF, the Jersey Devil. With his pirate poodle. With his pirate poodle and his booty. <laughs> and finally, what you're all waiting for. We have the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil is probably one of the most famous paranormal Pine Barrens resident. Legend says that he is the demonic creature born to Deborah Leeds. The story goes that the Jersey Devil was the 13th child of Leeds, born in 1735. He is the literal spawn of Satan. A creepy cryptid to that is said to have wings and hooves with a horse-like head claws a forked tail a blood curling scream and many people have apparently seen him reports of the jersey devil have dated back to the 1820s when joseph bonaparte claimed to see him on his bordentown estate He's blamed for killings of livestock from the 1840s and the 1920s. There was a really famous incident, apparently, that, that happened in 1909 in the month of January is what I got. That, like, he just was going around killing all sorts of livestock up and down the Haddon Heights and Camden area. Hmm. And apparently there was a $10,000 bounty put on his head. Interesting. Schools were shut down for a short time because of the the Jersey Devil, apparently. And then I found this article and this picture Mm -hmm. and this video. Oh, boy. 
one man continues to stand by behind his claim that he snapped a photo of the mythical New Jersey devil soaring through the sky, even though he said people have been calling him crazy. David Black says he captured a winged animal in 2015, October 2015. He told ABC News he was driving around 6 p.m. when he saw what he believed a to be a llama running around outside. Oh, I thought you were going to say flying in the sky. No. Wait, wait, wait please. <laughs> As he got closer, he pulled out his camera and snapped a photo. As you do when you see a llama running around. I would. I- generally take pictures of llamas when i see them yes yes then suddenly he said the creature sprouted wings and took flight from a golf course and i'm going to show you this picture was it playing around i i, I guess and he it was like you know what time. you messed you messed up my swing i have to go do the back nine i'll see you later this is the worst kind of birdie <laughs> gonna fly away now <laughs> so i'm gonna show you this picture mm-hmm this photo photo evidence of the jersey devil i'm sorry what is that a griffin (laughs) somebody threw a griffin up in the air it looks like somebody shut up (laughs) so i have this like life like this like life like giraffe um like plushy <laughs> that was Christ. like as tall as me basically that i had for a really long time it looks like one of those versions of like an animal <laughs> plushy with like wings glued to it and then somebody just threw it up in the air <laughs> as he took the picture <laughs> when somebody was like oh i have photographic evidence of you know the jersey devil i was like oh cool and i clicked on this picture and i could not stop laughing because when you get pictures of like bigfoot mm-hmm. they're, they're at least like kind of smudged and they kind of look like ominous and very like almost paranormal like apparition e sometimes this just literally looks like somebody threw something they built into the air I bet it's just some kids too. Like, let's go go mess with Crazy Dave today. Well, listen, he's not the only one because supposedly a few days after he caught this photograph, Emily Martin shot a video of what appears to be the same creature. She Mm. spotted it in Old Port Republic Road near Leeds Point. Both Black and Martin swear neither the image nor the video were edited or set up. Um, but some people have their suspicions, and I'll show you why. Here's the video. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I will post the video on our Instagram, of course, in the photo. But in the video, it's a YouTube video that's titled Jersey Devil Sighting or an Elaborate Halloween Prank. It's, it really does look like somebody's just throwing this thing in the air. <laughs> The comments are hilarious. If you just just go through them a little bit, <laughs> it's just it's just so funny. It really it really does seem like performance art. Why didn't you catch it with your pokeball? All right. <laughs> oh, I mean, I I just I mean, 
we've seen a lot of skeptical paranormal evidence, but I just can't, I, I can't even give benefit of the doubt for these, these two things. I just, it clearly feels like a setup. I the mean, good... are you sure? <laughs> I mean, good for them for getting on the news. Sincerely. Like, this was really well set up and you got on the local news and were able to have that fun. But I just, I can't. <laughs> but besides those key pieces of evidence. How did they get those wings to work so well? I don't know. <laughs> It has to be an animation. They have like their, she has like her, a graphic design son who was like, this is my chance. <laughs> um, But yeah, despite those pieces of evidence, there's also just a ton of encounters with the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read a few. Okay. I'm going to read two that I thought were pretty good. This one's by Mary Ritzer Christensen. Again, from weirdnj.com. She said, this has haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at Glassboro State College, and I heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey. But being from North Jersey, a different world, apparently, I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. Does that count? Like... Can you be past sophistication, like, high enough with your sophistication that ghosts won't, like, come around you anymore? I guess, like, ghosts and... She's too um, fancy for me. I won't haunt her. Yeah, cryptids, I guess, just don't like um, class. (laughs) We're not classy enough to avoid their wrath, I guess. Mm. But she said, one winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses and hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but the moon lit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I did not linger long enough to see much more, I hit the gas and flew to the Mansion Park apartment area in the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out. What? (laughs) She was too afraid to get out of her car, so she slept in her car that night after seeing this creature. Um, does not compute. Please retry. She She was saying that, you know... She I, didn't want I get, to go out no, in the I get, same darkness in the yeah. Jersey Dur- Dur- Temple. So you're going to stay in your car, the obvious safest place in that environment? He has hooves for hands. He cannot open the car door. Girl, he can crash <laughs> through that window. No problem with those haunches. <laughs> go inside. Just lock your doors. Go inside. It's fine. Get some sleep. 
Um, but she said that she still has uh, the heebie-jeebies when going down Green Tree Road and remembering the time that she saw the Jersey Devil. I'm just in my head going through the Sopranos and having like Adriana trying to say gander, take a gander, you know, the most Midwestern thing that could ever come out of anybody's mouth. Right. And it just isn't working for me. No. Do well, do Jerseyans take ganders? I'm guessing. I don't know. North New Jerseyans do. They're more uh, sophisticated. You know, you're right. That would not be Adriana. You are correct. See? You got it. There's regional. Mm, you're right. We're going to get so much shit from <laughs> New Jersey. So, <laughs> we're from the lowly south. Please educate us. Right. Exactly. And I'm like. I'm technically from the north, but it's really the south. Maryland is considered, I think, You're the, the south. south of the north. Yes. The bottom barrel of the north. Um, and then I have one more from Frank T. Who said, in the late 80s, a couple of my friends and I took a camping trip to the Pine Barrens. I was unaware that we were headed to the home of the Jersey Devil. Which, how? <laughs> I feel like he's the main thing. Even if you didn't know, by the time you like were driving into the Pine Barrens area, I think it's everywhere. That he was also Devil. from North Jersey. Yes, yeah. They don't, yeah, they don't even talk about it up there. Exactly. Um, we headed out on our bikes and did our share of partying that night. The next day, while everyone was asleep, three of us decided to hit the trails a bit earlier than usual. We were about a hundred yards away from them in the woods when my bike stalled out. I'm guessing it's like a motorcycle or a dirt bike. You would hope so. <laughs> One of those electric bikes. Uh, or just, just a regular manual bike. <laughs> and he stalled out. That's like code for my legs were cramping. Um, <laughs> he said, I looked and found that my friends had also stalled. At first, I thought it had something to do with the terrain or maybe there was something to do with the nearby power plants, which why would that? I don't Okay. The electromagnetic <laughs> field. Oh, gotcha. Um, messes with your legs. It causes major cramping. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, 50 feet away from each other, we tried to start our bikes up. When suddenly from the woods, we heard the most horrible piercing scream. It sounded inhuman. It sounded like something being tortured. Once uh, back the worst kind of Charlie horse. Really? He was like, you know what? Me too. <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> My haunch, my haunch is just cramping up. My haunches. <laughs> um, they said back at camp, once they were back at camp, I guess they, their bikes worked suddenly again. They asked us if we had heard the screams earlier. The people back at camp had heard them too, four miles away. This last part goes, that night we were heading into the local town because we ran out of booze. Oh. We went into a bar and ordered a drink, still in shock from what we had heard that morning. The bartender asked, hey, kid, what do you see, a ghost or something? And after I told him the story, he smiled and said, it looks like you met our little friend. And then he asked them to come out back. This is like a Criminal Minds episode. Don't do that. <sighs> He shows us a tin garbage can that was shredded to bits. It looked like the shreds were made from something with three claws. Like a bear? No, the Jersey Devil. Oh. 
<laughs> Frank T said, I have never returned to the Pine Barren since, and I do not plan on going back. <laughs> Bless his heart. But listen, these screams apparently are a huge thing. They are mentioned over and over in stories about the Jersey Devil. So it flies, it kicks in your windshields with your its haunches, it screams, it hates garbage cans. It's a menace, really. Really, truly just the the devil for sure. But you know what's really awful though? Like this woman probably just had a really ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all of this lore came from. Like, (laughs) she just had a really ugly baby, and everyone was like, there's no way that baby is human. That was the spawn of the devil. He has a little tail. And sometimes, you know what? Babies have tails. I hate to tell you. They do. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. And back in this, I'm guessing, like, you know, in 17, what was it? 17? Yeah, the 1700s. Yeah, 1735. They didn't have little... Way you didn't just, have the little snips. Yeah. So you just had a tail. And you were really hairy. And you had thick, thick calves and thighs. You were shredded. <laughs> and Swole for an infant. <laughs> just did all those little baby squats. <laughs> terrifying. Um, And, and you, know you just get really hungry and start screaming and it just it stuck with you well and then remember when like you know we were talking about i don't remember what story it was but we were talking about like you know cougars and other like mountain yeah. cats they make that horrible horrible screaming sound that sounds yeah. like a woman being tortured so that could definitely be something that's happening here which is even more terrifying that you're that close to a wild animal mm-hmm. so yeah i mean you're in the forest there's there are going to be in the animals of not lore, of not cryptid nature that are just as terrifying. But, y- you know, there have been lots of accounts of this. You also you want to also know, like, when Mary was telling her story, <laughs> when I was first picturing in my head what she saw, I pictured, um, what's his name from The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? <laughs> Mr. Tumnus? Yes. (laughs) It was was winter near Christmas. He's just trying to take you to Narnia, and you slept in your car instead. He's trying to find his scarf. He misplaced it somewhere. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet has it, actually, on the red carpet this weekend. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen those pictures? Mm -mm. Oh, I'll have to show you after. Um, But yeah, so... But if anybody could play Mr. Tumnus, Mr. Timothy Timothy Chalamet could. Oh, for sure. In the remake, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for you. That was good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I needed it. I'm glad you got the laugh. That's why I saved the Jersey Devil for last. I I saw the evidence and I was like, oh my god, I can't start with this, and everything else will fall flat. So, well, I. We'll also carry on with the Jersey Devil when we get back from our break. Oh, perfect. We'll be right back. Be right back.
Welcome to the mysterious world of the Skylark Bell. Our story begins on the outskirts of a small town called Pocket, where Margaret Phaeton, better known as Magpie, must connect a series of unexplained events, psychic visions, and century-old folktales before the mysterious silence hanging over the abandoned farm at Meadow Lane spreads to the entire town. The Skylark Bell is a fiction podcast in serial format, with new chapters every Friday, and bonus episodes that recount real-life paranormal experiences. Find The Skylark Bell on all major platforms and at theskylarkbell.com. I'm Melissa Oliveri. Thank you for listening. I came back from the bathroom break and you had a look on your face. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I have some things to share, but it's going to be a little boring in the beginning because we're talking about a forest and how exciting can it be? Well, you know, forests are fun. All the national park workers are extremely upset with us now. I'm just saying from like a conversational piece, like how much can you say about a pine forest? True. You're not here to learn about the flora. Or fauna. Or fauna. Just the phantoms. Just the phantoms. Different enough, but of the flora. <laughs> Coming soon to Broadway. God, we keep giving away all of our ideas. Don't steal them. Or do it, and we can watch how great you do, because that would also be fun. Right, and give us a consulting fee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, the New Jersey Pine Barrens, which some of you might recognize from The Sopranos, the episode of The Sopranos called The Pine Barrens. Yes. Was not actually filmed there. I didn't know that until I read the wiki page. But that's what Joe said first came to mind. Um, it is also known as the Pinelands or simply the Pines. It's the largest remaining example of the Atlantic coastline Pine Barrens ecosystem, and it stretches across more than seven counties of New Jersey. Disclaimer, I'm essentially summarizing the Wikipedia page. So if you would like to learn more about the flora and or fauna of this forest, feel free to read that page. I need to sneeze. It went away. Ugh, I hate that. Um, I'm not going quite into depth because I don't think that y'all are here for that. But if you are, you know, feel free to read the page because it's very informational. In 1978, Congress passed legislation that designated 1.1 million acres, which is a ton. Yes. Of the Pine Barrens as the Pinelands National Reserve, which is the nation's first national reserve to preserve hmm. its ecology. A decade later, later, it was designated as by the United Nations as an international biosphere reserve, so even bigger than the America. Development in the Pinelands <laughs> National Reserve is strictly controlled by an independent state-slash-federal agency, the New Jersey Pinelands Commission. Hmm. With all of this protection, apparently people are still having a real big problem of dumping their garbage in it because that is all I saw when I looked up news stories 
for the Pine Barrens. Rude. So stop leaving your garbage in the forest. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure none of our listeners actually do that, so thank you. Yeah. During the 17th century, the area that is now New Jersey was explored and settled by the Swedish and Dutch, who developed whaling and fishing settlements mainly along the Delaware River. The English claimed the areas as of 1606 under the London Company, and the Dutch abandoned their claim to the English in 1664. Mm. The first ship... <laughs> I just... When you said whaling at first, I thought you meant like they developed like whaling. Oh. That's either screamed to the Pine Barrens because they developed oh, the actual no. whaling. But no. They developed Sad. whaling cities, like settlements. Okay. And whaling then, like I want to give context to it because this is the 1600s when they didn't have anything. Right. So like whaling then was a part of life. It wasn't done in excess. And it was very similar to hunting where it was necessary and every part of the whale was used to survive. Right. There were not enough of them to cause complete chaos in the ecosystem. Whereas now we don't really need it. So it's not okay. Yes. Ah, 1664. The first shipbuilding operations began in the Pine Barrens in 1688. They used the cedar oak and pitch trees as well as local tar and turpentine. Hmm. And then they opened up sawmills and grist mills and all that good stuff in the 1700s. And that led to the first European settlements in the Pine Lands. The first Indian reservations in the Americas was found founded Brotherton in 1758 in what is now Indian Mills among the Shamong 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 sounds right the Shamong Township in 1778 during the Revolutionary War the British burned and pillaged the village good job guys mm. of the chestnut neck in a failed attempt to destroy the ironworks at Batstow Village that's where is the it bats B- came from. Is it B B A S T B A T S T O? Yeah. That's what it's like that's what um the river is spelled like too. And I was like, I don't know how to is this, is one of the, one of these T's silent? <laughs> Bastow. Bastetto. Um, in 1799, after the war, the first glassworks opened in Port Elizabeth, and by that time, whaling operations had stopped. The first cotton mill in the Pine Barrens opened in 1810. Cranberry bogs began in 1830s, which is cool. Mm-hmm. 1832, the first paper mill opened in the region, so it was, like, growing pretty rapidly. And then by 1854, the first railroad across the Pinelands opened, connecting Camden to the newly established Atlantic City. Cool. And then railroads quickly connected the, all the little various towns across the Pine Barrens. They, the Pine Barrens were home to many rural backwoods families. Obviously, they were like scattered in there. And for many years, the residents of the rural areas were called Pineys. By Outlanders, cutie. which is a derogatory term. Oh, not cutie. No. I, I feel, feel like, like it's kind of like being called a hick. Mm. Um, 
Today, many Pinelands residents are proud of both the name and the land on which they live. Oh, good. In the early 20th centuries, a family identified in a case study by the pseudonym the Calicax were presented as an example of genetic inferiority by eugenists. Mm. Today, scholars understand that the facts in the Calicax study were misrepresented and photographs were altered to make the family members appear more backward. That is gross. It's gross. That's like a whole, like you're you're destroying like a whole family and their history. Like, come Mm -hmm. on now. Yeah. Um, The only other like bizarre thing I saw in the Wikipedia page was on July 12th in 1928, the Mexican aviator and national hero, Emilio Carranza, crashed and was killed in Tabernacle, New Jersey, while returning from a historic goodwill flight from Mexico City to the United States. Flying back from Long Island, he encountered a thunderstorm and crashed in Burlington County. A 12-foot monument identifies the location of the crash within the Pine Barrens. Yeah, and I did see that very briefly in my research. I didn't touch on it because it was very, very small. But apparently, if you drive to that monument and you light it up by your headlights and kill your engine, also, you might see his spirit. A plane flying through the sky. This man, this aviator man, hanging around his monument. I don't know why he would do that. Maybe I would go back to my family, but that's just me. Okay. What do you want to learn about first? Oh, I have choices. Okay. Mm-hmm. James Still, Captain Kid, or the Jersey Devil? Um, James Still. Okay. Was James, he a real person? Yes. He, Dr. James Still was alive from 1812 to 1855. This is according to nybg.org. Oh, newyorkbotanicalgarden.org. Oh, He was not a formally trained physician by Western standards. He was still known as the doctor of the pines. He provided care as an herbalist and physician for a countless number of people in the community of Medford Township and throughout the New Jersey Pinelands. I'll link the little bio that they have for this because it's very interesting. But his parents were uh, formerly enslaved. And he lived in extreme poverty and had very limited educational opportunities. His first wife, Angela Willow, and his daughter, Beulah, died within a year of each other. And he initially was a factory worker until he inherited his father's land when his father died. Uh, He remarried and had seven children with Henrietta Thomas. When he inherited his family's land, he had the opportunity to rekindle kind of a young drive that he had he was always exploring plants in the forest Mm -hmm. so when he got this land he was able to do that again he taught himself medical botany through books and experiment experimentation with plants and herbs and he applied the techniques that he read about while under the apprenticeship of a local physician Soon, he was a leading herbalist and self-trained physician in his own right, inspiring future practitioners in the medical fields. His son, James Thomas Still, was one of the first Black graduates of Harvard Harvard School of Medicine. Oh, cool. And his great-grandnephew also was a graduate of Harvard School of Medicine, Dr. Cecil C. Still. He 
I looked him up on Find a Grave, found his grave, found his certificate of death. His cause of death was scurrus ventricular, ventriculi, which is cancer. He, mm. um, I don't know about the ventricular, ventriculi part, but scurrus is like a tumor. Mm. Uh, the length of sickness stated on his death certificate was about three months. So it sounds quick. He died at the age of 69 and 11 months. Gotcha. So no lynching. Which is good. I no would prefer attack. it. Prefer it yeah. that way. Agreed. So very cool. Very, very cool. And totally plausible that somebody who spent their lives in that area and really connected with the, the you know, botanical part of that area and was really connected as as an herbalist would be still roaming mm-hmm. trying to help people now your options are captain kid or the jersey devil we're going in order tell me about captain kid okay his poodle he didn't have a poodle <laughs> come on captain kid obviously existed he was a scottish sea captain who was commissioned as a privateer and also was a pirate uh, he was tried and executed in London in 1701 for murder and piracy. I'm not going to go into this dude's life. You can look up his wiki page. wiki page. It's got a lot. But I will tell you about his execution because it's very Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. Just have the Pirates of the Caribbean background playing in the... Or music playing in the background. Okay. We have it. Isn't everybody said now? Yes. Great. So he was imprisoned. Apparently, it made him kind of insane. Uh, The conditions of Kid's imprisonment were extremely harsh and were said to have driven him at least temporarily insane. He was hanged in a public execution on May 23rd, 1701 at the execution dock in Wapping. Wapping? W-A-P-P-I-N-G. Wapping. He was executed at the execution dock in London. (laughs) He did have to be hanged twice. On the first attempt, the hangman's rope broke and he survived. Oh my gosh. Although some of the crowd called for Kid's release, claiming the breaking of the rope was a sign from God, Kid was hanged again minutes later and died. Mm. His body was gibbeted over the River Thames. What does that mean? It was gibbeted, I'm going to tell you, (laughs) as a warning to the future would be pirates for three years what is keep did you ask yeah let me <laughs> oh god the hesitation doesn't comfort me at all to tell me what this is so you remember you know you still have pirates of the caribbean playing in the background of your in the background of your head yes very good yeah. great you know when he's pulling in and he takes off his hat and he holds it to his chest because he sees his fellows hanging up. They've they are dead. Yes. Pirates ye be warned. Right. This is gibbeting. Oh. They hang up dead bodies. So like a head on the stake sort of thing, but like just the full body just hanging it there. It is any of it, the head on the stake or whole body. Yikes. Three for three years. years. That's a long time. That's a lot of decomposition. Do they preserve him at all? Like mummify Mm-mm. him? Ugh. Mm-mm. The smell. I just can't. 
Three years. Mm. Awful. There's also a Wikipedia page on gibbeting if you would like to look into that. No, thank you. Yuck. Now you know why I'm making a face. <laughs> now I know why you came. I came back and you were. Do I think place. that after all that, Captain Kidd would be haunting New Jersey? No. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, nobody has found his treasure yet. So to even say that he has treasure there, I don't know, kind of seems like a stretch, but I'm not sure. But I don't think that out of all the treasure he might be have, might have hidden. Uh, the New Jersey one wouldn't be the one that I think that he's concerned about the most. So mm-hmm. seemed far fetched, but you know, kibbiting is just <laughs> the worst. But <laughs> I'm glad we don't do that anymore. I am too. It was actually legal. Like it was part. Mm-mm. It would be in addition to you dying. You will also know that your body is going to be displayed before you die. Like, it's not like, you know what? This dude was bad. We're going to just hang him up. It was, you are sentenced to execution and you will be gibbeted. Your body will be on display as a warning for others. Although, you know what? I do that with bugs sometimes. I participate in gibbeting. I kill bugs and then leave them there as a warning to other bugs. (laughs) So I will stop that. (laughs) (laughs) um lastly we have the jersey devil the jersey devil i have three newspaper clippings (gasps) i have a lot more but i was not about to save all of them (laughs) he's famous he's popular everybody has seen him we're in he the 1900s. He was very popular in that time period. That was when he was wreaking the most havoc on livestock, I think. We'll it's go in chronological order. I have nothing about livestock. Going to be oh. completely honest. Oh, yeah. He's eating up your goats. Citizens tell of seeing the tracks. This is from the Trenton Evening Times, January 21st, 1909. Trail leads right up to houses and then disappears as though he or she or it or whatever the thing is has taken flight to realms of space. Space. Astronaut Jersey Devil. The, quote, flying hoof is on its or her or his way to Trenton. (gasps) I like how it's being gender inclusive. (laughs) Ahead of its time, really. (laughs) There are evidences that the route selected is more or less circulous, cir, cir, circultish, circultish? Okay. I don't know. But it's the mysterious <laughs> Jersey Devil is surely in this neighborhood. In fact, the footprints of the wonderful, quote, air hoss, quote, leads Satan. <laughs> air hoss. Somebody please make that a bumper sticker. <laughs> and, quote, winged dog as it has been variously described by different persons claiming to have actually seen the particulars the peculiar species are already discoverable at the white city park and last evening its tracks in the rear yard of the home of harry Clymer in yardville completely upset the quiet peacefulness of that vicinity so while so while the quote hoof 
seems only to be flirting with us now. The residents of the neighborhood in the state hospital in Cadwalder Park are momentarily expecting its appearance. Early this morning came the news of suspicious presence of tracks in the snow at Groveville. William, employed at the Trenton offices of the United Revolving Door Company, (laughs) who lives there, had his attention going around and around. Oh man. What kind of entrance do you think they have? Had his attention called when to the strange, weird prints, and upon investigation declared that the quote flying hoof had surely arrived. The next section is headed not cloven hoof. Quote I recognize the tracks from those reproduced in the papers, said Mr. McAlmoyle. (laughs) Okay. This is William. Okay. Mr. William. And there is no mistaking them. They look to me as if the hoof was that of a young colt, not a cloven hoof, as I have heard of its being described. There are spaces for a hundred feet or more between the regular steps and the snow. Jesus. That is. Jeez. Huge. Those haunches get you places. Those are long-ass haunches. <laughs> Quickly. Suggesting beyond a doubt, oh, that the visitor flies. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Those are not strides. Those are air trails. Oh, gotcha. Doesn't fly very well. I guess. Uh, he gets exhausted with those haunches. <laughs> He's so heavy. He's so big. So strong. That devil. I have a crush on the Jersey devil. Uh, the next heading is seen at White City. The following message on a postal explains the appearance of the hoof prints in the White City. Dear Editor, in regard to the curious hoof prints seen in different parts of New Jersey, I thought I would let you know they are as far up as White City Charles and myself were going over some muskrat traps on Sunday and saw the hoof prints in the snow and followed them for about a mile and gave up. My friend saw them again Monday in White City Grounds and followed them again, but had to give up for a bad job. Okay. (laughs) I've never saw anything like it before. Yours respectfully, Clarence. Clarence, thank you. This goes on and it continued on to page three, but I did not clip that. (laughs) I will give you the link, though. Perfect. Um. So that was January 21st. This is January 26th. Okay. This is the morning call in Patterson, New Jersey. This is just a little snippet. This one's good. You ready? I'm so ready. Short and sweet and great. Several people aver that they have seen the South Jersey de- vampire devil flying around the Dublin district of this city. Inasmuch, which is one word, as the beast was seen on Sunday night, and as no saloons were open that day, parentheses, exclamation mark, (laughs) it cannot be attributed to the same cause that creates dreams of pink monkeys and lavender alligators. (laughs) This is before Dumbo came out. I had to reread it because I was like, that's not what that says. (laughs) What a... Great writer, honestly. So nobody was drunk, so it can't be the same reason that people were having dreams of pink monkeys and lavender alligators. It was the actual Jersey Devil. It was the Jersey Vampire Devil. South Jersey Vampire Devil. 
Not the North Georgia one because they're too sophisticated for those sorts of things. You said Georgie. Georgie. <laughs> Jersey. All right. So the last one that I have for you is from The Morning Call, January 27th, 1909. Okay. The title is Trying Day for the quote, what is it? <laughs> what the, the hell? What is it had a is trying it? day? Shot a dozen times, it drops into Falls Basin and disappears under the ice. Oh my god! <laughs> no! That peculiar horse-legged kangaroo-bodied dog-headed winged object known sometimes as a Jersey Devil. She's gone. <laughs> what a description. <laughs> Where'd the kangaroo come from? No idea. <laughs> the, the strong back haunches, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> had a baby in its pouch. That's where the dog came from. That's where the ba- That's where the son came from. He was strangely human, just poking out. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, known sometimes as a Jersey Devil, and at other times as. A plain vampire was shot no less than a dozen times in this city yesterday. It must have been perforated with holes when (laughs) at seven o'clock, a saloon keeper fired a shot at the object as it winged its way across the chasm bridge at the falls. The saloon keeper's aim was accurate. The object dropped and would have been placed on exhibition in the shooter's cafe but for the unfortunate circumstance of its having fallen into the falls basin and disappeared under the ice flows. So how did you know it was dead? The saloon keeper telephoned the call and wanted a reporter to come up so that he could call he could explain his fine work. But the call took but the call took the boniface I don't know what that means at his word. And as it as it did the others who killed, quote, the quote, what is it during the day? Today the vampire will arise out of its watery grave, and if it sees fit to remain hereabouts, the more lurid tales vouch for for by temperate, sensible people will come forth. So pretty much they're like, so this guy says that he killed this thing, and we're just waiting for other people to say that it's still alive and kicking with its haunches. It's kangaroo-like conscious. <laughs> <laughs> the funny creature has even been spoken of in verse. A call correspondent sending in the following. I'm so ready. I'm only reading okay. two verses. Okay. Because this thing is long. Okay. <laughs> I've read about the vampire, the kangaroo. <laughs> I can't. All right. I've read about the vampire, the kangaroo dog crane. I thought it but a vision of some bemuddled brain, but now I know the tale is true. I nearly dropped down dead. I met the creature in the woods and saw him tall and head. X-rated podcast at this point. (laughs) It stopped me squarely in the way. My heart stood still the while. I tried to say delighted. I tried my best to smile. Quote, dear Mr. Devil, beast or bird i shuddered shuddered much with dread when he looked fiercely in my eye this is what he said well i guess i can't read two verses because then you don't know what he said god what did he say just i roam about i fly about about i crawl i climb i creep 
I'm looking after sinful man who makes the angels weep. I'm looking for the woman who always gads about. I'm the goblin sent to get them if they don't watch out. Oh. <laughs> I'm after men who never give their money to their wives. For men who are untruthful, in other words, tell lies. I'm after men who stay out nights, who leave their wives to pout. I'm the goblin who will get them if they don't watch out. I can't stop. <laughs> I'm after naughty women who nag and scold and weep, who when their husbands go to sleep, they're in pockets slyly peep. I'm after women who are cross. He meant me, I've no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) This is her husband just (laughs) giving her a lecture. I'm the goblin who will get you if you don't watch out. It goes on. To tell him he's pretty much Santa Claus. (laughs) He's Krampus. He's Krampus. Oh, maybe he is. We solved it. (laughs) We solved it. I mean, he really comes around the wintertime. He's got the hooves. He's, you know, coming after the bad people only. He's Krampus. Instead of a sack over his back, he's got a pouch because he's a kangaroo. (laughs) Exactly. That's it. That's all I have. (laughs) I love it. I think that's the perfect ending, honestly. About that peculiar horse-legged kangaroo-bodied dog-headed winged object. Crane. Don't forget the crane is in there too for some reason. Correct. The kangaroo dog crane. (laughs) Mm. Um, do we think he's real? I hope he is. <laughs> I'm gonna put this in my Bigfoot pile. At this point, I'm I'm a full believer. I'll make sure not to peep into my husband's pockets. <laughs> gonna tell Joe to give me his money for the. I almost Jersey called it the double. Krampus. The Jersey Krampus <laughs> is gonna come after him. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Um, James, still, I think that you're totally could be haunting the Pine Barrens. You found no stories Mm -hmm. or evidence on my little boy in Atco. No. So this might be just an urban legend that people tell other people for fun sleepover activities. Well, and if somebody has, like, more information that I can go off of... Like a name or a year, year. something like that is a little easier. Or if you just know the story, let us know. Yes, exactly. Um, Captain Kid, don't think that you're there. The White Stag. We're sorry for what happened to you. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry that you were gibbeted. Um, The Black Dog and White Stag could be, you know, animal spirits. could just be an albino deer. And a that's, dog, wolf, really coyote. At, you know, really good at, you know, standing near rivers, illuminating so you don't fall in. Um, like a Patronus. And the golden hair girl, you know, who knows? Maybe she is the girlfriend of the devil. And I'm jealous, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Book coming soon. <laughs> Halloween romance just waiting to happen Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then the Jersey Devil, I can't say if you're real or not, but you're very entertaining. So you're fun to read about. So much fun. Um, and I hope everybody had fun listening. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next time? Time. Next time we are going a bit south of Jersey. Uh kind of where I am from, so we can't talk about it too much, otherwise you'll know where we're going. Yes, yeah. You'll it'll give it'll give away too much if we, we say too much. So we'll move on to our sage moments. Which my sage moment's really simple. It's a holiday weekend. We have Monday off. It's like, you know, getting out for school as an adult. I don't have work. I can just lay around and be lazy. So that's mm-hmm. my sage moment. A nice free mental health day. Yes. We will be transplanting little fall vegetable babies that we Aww. grew from seed. We started last Sunday, I think, or the Sunday before. Fine. It's time. We have little sprouts. It's time to start getting ready for our fall garden, which is the first for us. We have not planted any fall vegetables yet. So we'll see how this do goes. pumpkins. We are going to do pumpkins we have brussels sprouts and cabbage and radishes and carrots so nice so we'll see how they do well i look forward for the progress as always thank you thank you for your vegetable support you're welcome anytime is that it i think that's it well shit we're done we are done let's get on our jersey devil and fly on out of here oh okay i will grab on to i will be in the pouch i will be on the haunches okay perfect and we will see you next tuesday bye Bye. thanks for listening as always we love getting suggestions from you guys be sure to send us your recommendations of stories to cover locations to visit ghost tours to go on and all that good stuff you can send it to haunted or hoax pod at gmail.com or dm us on social yeah you can find all of our links to social as well as episodes and blogs on our website hauntedorhoax.com and if you feel like helping us out rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, or just drop us a few stars on spotify Bye. Bye.